Bismillah alhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man walah ma ba'd Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Alhamdulillah in the sharia we find there are hadith that speak about ways for us to preserve a khushu' as well as the khushu' of others So for example preserving our own khushu' One hadith, the Prophet ﷺ, he mentions that he prayed in a garment that had stripes on it. And after his prayer, he sent the garment away to Abu Jahm, and he said, send this to Abu Jahm and ask him to replace this garment with a plain garment. For in the salah, these stripes, they formed a distraction for me. So there's a great lesson in this for us. That before we come to prayer, before we stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we should be free from distraction. Our clothing should be free from distraction. For ourselves and for others. So for ourselves, we shouldn't be having anything that could be a distraction in terms of our, our gaze or in terms of our fidgeting. So if somebody has a watch that distracts him, pray without the watch. Likewise, we should not be wearing clothing that may disturb others. These days people wear some funky looking socks. And in the salah when you're looking down you're seeing a lot of funny things in front of you. Or in the robe in front of you. Or commonly we have people praying with, you know, a trousers and some a t-shirt. And when they're going to ruku and sujood, you see things that nobody wants to see. Right? And it forms a distraction. It actually causes people to become upset in their salah. So this must be avoided. Because this takes away from the khushu of others. In another hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, La salata bi ta'am. There's no prayer when the food is ready. No, when a person is fighting the urge to relieve himself. Look at this hadith. There's no salah, meaning you shouldn't be praying when the food has just been served. Because this would mean your mind is on the food and not on the salah. So you are better off delaying the salah slightly, eating first and then making salah. Ideally, in your homes, don't have the food served on salah time. Right? Don't make this an excuse why we didn't come to the masjid because uh, the wife is always serving the food on the time of the adhan. So we can do better planning inshallah. But the second part of the hadith means do not pray whilst you are fighting of the urge to relieve yourself. If you need to use the toilet to relieve yourself, go and relieve yourself firstly and then you come and pray. Because otherwise your thought is to finish the prayer so that you can go and relieve yourself. And this removes the khushu'. This removes the khushu'. And there are other ahadith. For example, coming to whoever eats garlic should not come and pray with us in the masjid. Why is this the case? He comes in with a smell. And this disturbs others in the prayer. And this is not permissible. These days we could do a, a qiyas here and say maybe we don't find people coming in with garlic smells. But if you are smoking a cigarette, don't come and pray in the masjid. 
because that means you are going to disturb those besides you and this is not permissible and anything similar to that because this removes the khushu of others this upsets others in the jama'ah and so forth so we find these type of ahadith they are all there to preserve our khushu and the khushu of others so we should bear this in mind ta'ala. this is how we grow our khushu Allah Azza wa Jal granted to us. Amin Rabbi Al-Alameen. Wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.